Hello, and welcome to Conversations Worth Your While, a show in which I chat with authentic, heart-centered experts about interesting topics to spark, inspire, and motivate personal and professional change. I'm your host, Linda Booker, and today's topic is leveraging the Enneagram for personal growth. This conversation is worth your while because we all want to learn more about ourselves. But more importantly, the world has become increasingly chaotic and we need people to be the healthiest, best versions of ourselves. Because when one person makes a positive change, it affects everybody around us. So today we're going to talk a little bit about what is the Enneagram? What sets it apart from other personality typing tools? What can it tell us? And how can it affect this personal growth that we're each looking to achieve? But before we get started, it's important to let you know that Conversations Worth Your While has a greater purpose. I believe that each of us has unique gifts to share with the world and that you are here to make big, beautiful, positive ripples that no one else can make. I'm here because my gift is helping you to make a splash. And this show is one of the ways that I help people make splashes and one of the ways I'm making a splash. And that's through informative conversations with guest experts. At the heart of everything I do, I'm not only a ripple maker, I'm a servant leader. And whether I wear the hat of master coach, mindset mentor, speaker, show host, author, or MBA, my expertise lies in synthesizing my experience and skills and talents to coach, lead, mentor, and teach. And speaking of ripple makers, today I have the pleasure of being joined by Lisa Hancock of Restorative Communications. Lisa is making positive ripples in a very unique way. She strengthens families and communities through education and family systems, and she's a mediator, that, and she gives parents and organizations the tools they need for self-awareness so that they can precipitate positive change. Hi, Lisa. Welcome. Oh, Linda, that's a mouthful. I know. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad to be here with you today. I'm so glad you're here with me. So would you please tell our audience a little bit more about what you do and who you serve and, you know, basically how you're making these big, beautiful, positive ripples? Thank you. Um, so uh, how, who I am is a, uh, I'm a servant leader as well. And a wife and a mom. I'm a mediator. I'm a teacher. I'm a guest lecturer. I'm, I uh, teach at Southern Methodist University. Um, I'm passionate, absolutely passionate about um, personal growth and, and just uh, figuring out who we are because I think we're fascinating humans. Mm, nice. Beautiful. So we've got today's topic, leveraging the Enneagram for personal growth. Tell me why it's worth your while to chat about this topic. Uh, I, it's worth my while because I have taught thousands of students um, about the Enneagram and they, I, I thought it was wonderful and they tell me it is too. It is a, it is a personality typing tool that is really different than the other ones that are out there. First of all, it's time tested. It's over a thousand years old. It's mm -hmm. synthesized from many world religions, which that sets it apart. Um, and also another thing that really makes a, a big difference in using the Enneagram versus some of the other personality typing systems that are out there is that the uh, Enneagram is based on motivation, not, not behavior. See, we can, I can look across the room and I can see three people doing the same thing. Let's say that they are all 
uh, picking up a room after a meeting. But the thing is, is that if there are any different Enneagram numbers, they're all doing it for a different reason. One might be doing it because they want it done right. And another one might be doing it because they're, they want to be observed uh, as a team player. And another one might be doing it because they know that they are the one in charge and that they are the only one that should be doing it. So it's, it, it's just interesting how we look at behavior, but the motivation is the root, is why we do the things that we do. And that's what our Enneagram number is based on. That's really interesting. So I have taken a number of personality type tools. Um, you know, I mean, I've, the Myers-Briggs was the first one, right? Oh, yeah. And, and it's a good one. And it is a good one. And I learned a lot about myself. Then I did the Colby index, which I thought was fabulous because that mm -hmm. was like your MO, right? Your how you do what you do. Mm -hmm. gave me so much information. More recently, I've looked into human design. I'm like, oh, that totally makes sense. So right. I love these types of tools. And I want to speak to the fact of, of the motivation that you're talking about. Um, you know, it's really interesting when we, we start to question the people, why wouldn't they do this thing? It seems so obvious. And it's usually because the motivation isn't there or there's a giant demotivator in their way. <laughs> I find that as a coach all the time that I say, right. we have to find our own individual motivators. So the more information we have about ourselves, the more we can understand about ourselves, the beauty of all these tests I've ever taken, all these tools, the beauty is the more I learn about myself, and what's natural to me, mm -hmm. the easier it is to let go of who I think I'm supposed to be and just oh. focus on being who I am. <laughs> oh, 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 Linda, that is so beautifully said. So I also want to say that um, the one of the things that the Enneagram teaches us is that when we know more about ourselves and we know why we do the things that we do, that it creates compassion for others that are different than we are. You know, we have this lens that we look through the world with. It's the it's our own lens. It's so hard to get out of our own um, minds. Mm -hmm. And the Enneagram shows us that we are all that we're all different. That we were born whole and complete. And and it just it really does um, help also manage conflict because one part of the reasons that I became so interested in the Enneagram is I'm a mediator. And the Enneagram helps me mediate conflict. Mm -hmm. So it creates compassion. Yes, I absolutely agree. The more you understand yourself, the more, more you can understand others. Yes. The more compassion you have for yourself, the more you can let go of who you think you're supposed to be and say, but this is natural for me, the better you can see other people. Well, that's natural for them. And I notice what's natural for them is not natural for me. Oh. And you can see people in a different light it, besides just through that, like you say, the lens, I love that you use that because I always am teaching my clients that, you know, we're all looking through our own lens and it's oh, yeah. the schmutz and the schmutz is our, our experiences, our insecurities, our fears, all of that. That's the schmutz. So right. we could be looking at the same thing as someone else. We're seeing it totally different. And right. how we see everybody in our world is through that lens of schmutz. So that can <laughs> that life coaches duty is, you know, our job is to help de-schmutz that lens. Right, right, right. And, and get to know yourself. And then, yes, you're absolutely right. We can have more compassion for the people around us as we understand them more. And right. when it comes to relationships, 
which is a beautiful thing um, I've taken so many people through because I've done it myself, is I have repaired a difficult relationship without the other person changing or knowing what I was doing. Oh, yes. A hundred percent to do with me and my perception. And they didn't have to do a darn thing and a relationship that felt broken and awful and almost like, oh, is that person narcissistic is completely fixed because I see that person in another light. So all these tools are so beautiful. I'm so glad we got to have this part of our conversation before we jump right into this Enneagram, which I'm definitely going to want to like take. Oh, but don't do any tests. That's the key. The online tests. So if you're going to do an online test, the best one is the ready test, R-H-E-T-I. However, there is, there's a number on the Enneagram that does not test well at all. So it's best to read a book or to attend a workshop, um, especially an all day workshop. I do those here in Dallas um, because uh, there's a lot of tests online and some of them are just not as good as others. Interesting. I'm glad you yes. clarified that right at the beginning. Yes. They're going to be intrigued when they hear what we talk about. I know. Like, they're going to want to know more, right? <laughs> they're going to know more. What do I do next? How do I learn more about myself? Right? So. Yes. All right. Great. So, all right. So tell us, uh, you told us a little bit about the Enneagram and, and you know, what it is. Um, so, you know, where do we take it from here? So let me, let me, let me just say a, a little bit more um, that one of the things in uh, students that take my class, um, I, I have a, I offer a 10 week course and it is, uh, it takes you all the way through the all the components of the Enneagram, and that a lot of my students take the class because they say they're stuck. Mm. I bet you see a lot of that too. <laughs> it's like they don't know, you know, they've reached a, a time in their life where they don't know uh, what they want to do next, or they've been doing the same thing for so long, and we're so hard on ourselves. And the Enneagram teaches us that we need to non-judgmentally observe ourselves, that mm. When we become non-judgmental, then we become more accepting. When we when we judge ourselves, then we defend ourselves, and then we really kind of we get to a place where uh, self growth, personal growth becomes very difficult. I know you work with people all the time like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, a big uh, a big part of the enneagram is just to be gentle with yourself and to observe you going through this, these changes and learning more about yourself and deciding what, you know, what choice do you want to make based off of all the new information you're learning about who you are? Okay. So beyond this, um, it, it's based on motivation. What sets it apart from other personality typing tools? Oh my goodness. It shows us how we're broken, what to do to fix it. Mm. It shows our blind spots. Um, there's so many different components of the Enneagram. It, it can, it can um, show what your leadership style is and how you, um, um, how you match up with other leadership styles, how you communicate, um, who you are attracted to, both with friends and partners. Um, but the motivation piece for me is the, the deal breaker, and it's why it is that is what is our whole Enneagram number is based on. And there's, there's nine Enneagram types or numbers. Okay. Mm-hmm. So and they're based on your, 
your your um, motivation. It also tells us what kind of work we're best suited for. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. That's stuff. pretty amazing. Almost more to go through than there is, you know, right. time in a day. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have time to go through all the nine types. Are they titled in such a way that they're intriguing if you were to list the nine? They are. Okay. Well, tell me what the nine are. They are. They are. So, and I'm going to tell you that I'm going to, um, I'm going to, here's a, one of the things is that um, there are a few teachers of the Enneagram that use different titles, but I'm, but I'm going to use the ones that I use and in class and we'll go, we'll go from there. So the Enneagram one is the perfectionist. The Enneagram two is the helper. The Enneagram three is the achiever. The Enneagram four is the individualist. Five is the investigator. Six is the loyalist. Seven is the enthusiast. Eight is the boss. And nine is the peacemaker. Oh, and they I all have different intrigued. motivations. And oh different my motivations. gosh, I'm so intrigued. And of course, you think of yourself like, well, I could be a two or a seven, or you know? I know, I know. It based off of yeah, what what it what it says. But one of the, I I would say one of my, it, you you may have listeners that are saying things like, well, I don't want to do this because I don't want people telling me who I am. The beauty, the the enneagram, it doesn't tell you who you are. It shows you. It doesn't put you in a box. It shows you the box that you have put yourself in. Shows you what what it is, what it what um what is holding you back, and what you need to do to move forward. So, would it be true then, at different points in your life, you might you might be have different enneagram numbers? You asked a great question. You are one enneagram number your whole life. Oh, one. And there's a big but here. Okay. And that is that <laughs> when you know the Enneagram, you know, you know the strengths of all the numbers and you can pull from any one of those at any time when you need it. And I'll just give you a quick example. I'm on Enneagram 2. I'm the helper. On, and by the way, nobody likes the names. I wish we came up with better names, but I'm the helper. And... I can't be a helper when I mediate. I would have people would, you know, I would be too uh, invested in helping them rather than getting right. them through everything that they're doing to get themselves into the mess they're in. So I, I have to be, I go to my number, my, my number in, in um, what we call stress, which is the challenger, the boss. And that I almost like see myself putting a cape on like I'm Superman or Superwoman, and I become that person. I take on the traits of that person so that I can walk with people through difficult conflict and difficult situations and be a healthy leader. So when you know what the Enneagram has to offer, then you can draw from all the greatness and the wisdom, the thousands of years of wisdom that it has. Interesting. Yeah. Wonderful. So, all right. So let's chat a little bit more about, um, given all the things that can tell us, yeah. <laughs> it can, it can shed, you know, shed light on for us and not just shed light, but tell us how to, how, how to draw on other strengths that might not be our natural motivations. Um, 
let's talk about this personal growth piece of it. Um, what have you seen when people study it and know it? What if, what's the experience that you've seen? Um, so I, I, I touched a little bit on, on the, on, on students that come in. Um, I was thinking, I said women because my last class, there were three women and I always start the class by saying, what are your expectations? Cause I want to clear things up right away. I mean, this is, there are other great personality um, typing tools out there and the Enneagram doesn't do everything for everybody. It's not it, using it with Myers-Briggs is great with d- c- combining family systems. I love all of them. Um, so I like to manage expectations. And so I had three women come in and just say, I'm at a place in my life where I'm stuck and I don't know what to do. I've quit listening to myself. Mm. So, so it can, since it shows you your blind spots and it shows you your motivation, it can really create opportunities to see ourselves maybe for the first time um, as adults, you know, we become sort of who people expect us to be. And many times we leave that, that wonderful person behind that could be um, being born into this, you know, this new found knowledge. So I, I had I had one person who came in, she was a med student, and on her fourth week, she realized she was doing that for her parents. Mm-hmm. And it was not what she was born to do. Um, and so she switched careers in the middle, in week four of my class. And she's wow. <laughs> in the middle, she's, she's finishing up her PhD in something way different than surgery. Wow. And she says it's what she was born to do. Right. Beautiful. That's really beautiful. You know, um, also in my profession, people come in because they're stuck and that's what they're looking for. They're looking for direction, but what they don't recognize and what the Enneagram seems to do as well is that I can't give you direction. You already know the way I say everything you need is already within you just waiting to be revealed. You already have everything you need. And my job is to shine my bright, shiny light in the dark corners of your inner wisdom Mm -hmm. to find the puzzle pieces and the answers. Of course, they come out covered in schmutz again. And then, of course, as a master coach, I'm always getting rid of the schmutz. We got to get rid of that. But um, but the answers are in there. And then. And so the very first, well, the second step, the second step always is to get to know yourself. Yes. Am I outsides of roles, outside of responsibilities, outside of who I thought I was supposed to be outside of this contract? I don't remember getting into with my parents, but I must because this is the direction I've been going my whole life because I lived that I was 45 years old when I quit climbing the corporate ladder because I got so far up the ladder. And I turned around and said, wait a minute, I'm climbing the wrong building. I don't want to be on this building. This is wow. not the, where I want to be. Right. So, you know, so I've done this for myself and that the second step, like it's not exactly linear with what I do, but I'm going to say the second step is discovering who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that knowledge is where, how you find your purpose, because for what I do, I help people make a splash because they have a purpose and they're here to give their gifts. That pur- mm-hmm. That's their purpose is to give their gifts. So we got to discover what they are. Can't discover what they are if there's a bunch of schmutz and if you don't know who you are. So we do that. The step one that I'll just mention quickly is repairing your set sense of worthiness. Um, everybody as a child has um, 
gained, uh, or lost, uh, you know, their worthiness sense is not whole. They don't believe they're right. fully whole and worthy. So that, and I don't care who you are, you all got part of that. <laughs> part I of that agree. Mindset. Um, and so repairing that is, is right. paramount. And as you're repairing it, it's interesting because you would think like, oh, I'm discovering who I am. Now, when I know who I am, now I know I'm worthy, but actually they don't connect <laughs> because they don't connect because worthiness is not dependent on who you are, what you do, what you didn't do, what you messed up. It had, worthiness is completely independent of you that. You don't have to earn it. You can't earn it. It's not earned right. and it's right. not degradable. It's right. on its own and we're born a thousand percent worthy. And there's nothing we can do to degrade that. And there's nothing we can do to earn it, but you wouldn't need to anyway, because it can't be degraded. You, you're still at a thousand percent worthiness. What's messed up is our perception. We just don't right. perceive our worthiness as being full and whole. And so that's, that's something that actually, even though it's separate from getting to know who you are, it helps you to reconcile that understanding with, with worthiness. Oh, Linda. So that's so right on with what I believe as well. And the Enneagram teaches, which I believe, I mean, it's not like I'm, I'm, I'm might as well just say, I believe this, that we were all born whole and complete with the spark of the divine. And that as we aged, as we got older, we had well-meaning people who, who might have loved us the best they can tell us things like you're, <laughs> your lips are too thin for that red lipstick or, or you aren't good in math. You're good in English, or you need to go to this school and not this school because you are this uh, again, well-meaning advice, well-meaning people and these expectations and these voices, these things that people think we are um, sort of formed this um, layer around us that helps us forget um, that we really have everything on board that we need to live the kind of life that we want to live. We, we already, we're already whole and complete and we need to be reminded of that. Um, and so the Enneagram strips away layers mm -hmm. of, of all the things that we've been told that just are not true and <laughs> reminds us, reminds us that we really, like you said, have everything we need right now to live the kind of life that we want to live, which is greatness. All of us want to live a great life. Mm -hmm. What do we need to do? And the Enneagram tells us. Mm. I'm intrigued. I'm sure our listeners are intrigued. So um, Lisa, tell everybody what, what they should do next. Like, what do you have to share? What could they do? What can they what do you have for them? And then what, what would be something they can do kind of right now? To, okay. You know, so, so let me, let me just say that there is a great book out there that I got my, I apprenticed three years with a woman, a master Enneagram teacher. Her name is Suzanne Stabil. Um, and she wrote this book called the road back to you. Mm -hmm. And it's great. If you want to learn more about uh, typing yourself, and I also, because I'm always um, trying to help strengthen families and give parents tools and, and leaders and communities, I have a one-sheeter called Five uh, Things That You Can Do to Immediately De-Escalate Conflict. 
Mm. And if you um, email me, I'll send you a copy. Oh, that's fantastic. Beautiful. Well, I will put um, your email, your contact information into the description of this episode. So people will be able to um, go in and get that from you, which would be so wonderful because de-escalating conflict. Oh my word. Especially today, right? Every parent needs that. And then especially in today's world with everybody being so polarized, there's unnecessary conflict, in my opinion. It's like, so unnecessary (laughs) Um, and to deescalate because sometimes I I know that, you know, people have friendships and then they got polarized in different um, things that have been going on in the world, just different opinions where we used to all coexist pretty easily because we we weren't talking about it so much. We weren't, we didn't know if someone had a different opinion and everything, and if we did, we weren't so quick to judge. So um, now some people feel conflicted, even if they're not, you know, not voicing their opinion, they feel conflicted. I know someone who was saying, oh, my, this is a close friend. She's been a friend of mine for decades and she believes this. And it seems so backwards to me. How can I still be her friend? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> She's still the same person you've known and loved, even with a different opinion. So this conflict yes. within her, she didn't have a conflict with the person. They didn't go head to head. She didn't, she didn't even say a word. She was conflicted in whether she thought she could still be this person's friend. Mm-hmm. So um, de-escalating conflict, even within yourself, right? A lot of these. Oh, things, oh right? absolutely. And I, I would say that the healthy, healthy leaders, healthy parents, um, healthy relationships, uh, they, uh, they all have organizations have one, at least one thing in common. And there's somebody who knows how to deal with conflict. I mean, Mm -hmm. we all need conflict management tools in our toolkit. Everybody right now. This is an ancient world. And we need it. And so I've got a great one cheater. Okay. Super great. Yeah. We're all leaders in in a way. And we we all are. Yeah. So that's a beautiful thing. I'm so glad that you're offering that to our listeners. Thank you so much. Um, So, okay. All right. We're going to wrap it up. Uh, Once again, I'm Linda Booker, helping smart heart-centered leaders to make a splash that ripples positive change. And I'd like to thank Lisa Hancock of Restorative Communications for being here. So thank you. It was so much fun, Linda. (laughs) I had a great time. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. And I also would like to thank you, devoted listener, for sharing your time with us today. So until next time, please subscribe and make sure you've made this conversation worth your while by fueling the spark that it ignited.